Fucking podcast fuel. Yeah. G- gummy bears. I actually found a Rainier in my fridge that I don't know how long it's been there. It doesn't taste real great, so it must have been hot <laughs> and then cold again. <laughs> Is it covered in butter? Nope, nope. Oh. That, was, that was the Olympia. Those were the, the eight ounce cans of Olympia. This is a, a a pounder, a fucking Rainier that is probably probably gone from like camping trip to fridge to camping trip to fridge like several times. Just never got drank. There's still also Keystones in there, but fuck those oh things. My God, I can't believe you still have fucking. Keystones. I think they're fucking multiplying like gremlins or some shit. Like. <laughs> Only started out with 15 of them. You thought I'd gone through them by now, but... Don't feed Keystones after midnight, dude. Yeah, no shit. We went down the rivers. We crossed the plains. Over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. May God help those who stood in the way. A business progress and the USA. USA. We'll leave that up to uh, Guinness. Guinness will make a motor oil. <laughs> they already do. Yeah. It's called their beer. It's called, called Guinness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shit. Well, I don't know, uh, I guess, uh, welcome back to, uh, How the West Was Fucked. And Will's not gonna do anything this time. How the West was fucked. Fucked. There we go. God damn it. (laughs) All right, so... (laughs) We got through that fun of my part, but yeah, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked, uh, an exploration of fucked up Western history, and uh, this week, we're going to be doing something uh, a little different, uh, slightly more topical, since uh, we're going through a bunch of fuckery with the uh, with the postal system at the moment, with them uh, being kind of like defunded and having like sorting machines uh, taken apart, and you know, their leadership is a guy that has a vested interest in all the competitors and stuff like that. And this is at a time when mail-in voting is becoming more important and when people are doing a lot of shit from home due to the lockdown. So, you know, they rely on postal service along with their competitors to uh, get them shit at the house. I was reading shit about uh, veterans not getting their fucking meds in a timely fashion for the VA lately. Well, that's always the case. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there in the first place. But we thought we would uh, t- talk basically, uh, I mean, I, ostensibly about the Postal Service in my research. You know, Postal Service been around since, what, 17, what, 17-something in yeah. one form? One form or another. Oh, like the yeah. U.S. Postal Service? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, in fact, I think uh, Ben Franklin is often uh, credited as being the first Postmaster General. So that's a long fucking time ago. But yeah. the the thing is, you know, a lot of that was kind of entrenched and established along the East Coast, which we don't really fuck with on this podcast. But as uh, Western expansion happened, of course, people still needed to get letters sent and get letters and shit delivered. And, um, you know, there was the Postal Service infrastructure going along with that. And then there was a lot of uh, they'd contract out to some of the more uh, famous ones would be like everybody's heard of Wells Fargo. 
kind of started out as a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, they'd, anytime you'd have like a stagecoach or something like that, that was an opportunity to shove mail into it. Also, the uh, much talked about Pony Express is kind of like a competitor to, but in some cases works in tandem with. So uh, basically, we're going to break it down and, and 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 talk about some of the shit related to that. I'm sure Will and I researched kind of disparate stuff, even though we did send some shit to each other back and forth. But it's going to be a more freewheeling, open discussion. Oh boy! I think, than, than Sweet. Normal. Let's kick it off by talking about that uh, documentary starring Kevin Costner and uh, oh, Tom yeah. and the Tom po- Petty, the Postman. The United States doesn't exist. You just head back the way you came. We don't give charity. I'm a representative of the United States government, authorized by restored Congress to reestablish communication routes. What's that mean in English? It means I'm your postman. You are nothing but a drifter who found a bag of mail. A man came through with mail, said he was a postman, said that the government had been restored back to East. What government? The United States government! How about you? Do you have a letter? I don't have anybody to write to. I took the uniform off the skeleton to stay warm. There is no restored United States. You gave them back their memories. You've given us all back what we've forgotten. You have a gift, Postman. You give out hope like it was candy in your pocket. I want all mail carriers hunted down. I want the Postman found. I want him dealt with. How much mail can a dead postman deliver? We're not gonna stop. Somebody might have to die. You can't keep doing this. You're not saving anybody. Did I ever tell you how I got to be a postman? I don't know if you laugh or cry. You hear me? Postman! I said ride! Used to be a postman for every street in America. They wore uniforms and hats, just like this one. Getting a letter made you feel like you were part of something bigger than yourself. I don't think we ever really understood what they meant to us until they were gone. Yeah. Waterworld. Yeah. It's, it's actually Land World, basically. Land it's, World. It's fucking Waterworld on land. But there is horseback riding in Confederates, kind of. <laughs> I remember the first time I watched that movie, it was like, I got my mind blown because he, he goes to that town with the giant bridge and then it's just fucking Tom Petty. I was like, what? What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that was so strange. Can't yeah. really act, so like, I don't know well, why they... Well, that thing is, did did he get sought out to play that role, or yeah, uh, or did he want to be in that movie real bad? I don't know. I guess uh, compared to Kevin Costner, he's not a bad actor. You, I guess you. I think Kevin Costner's like I need to find a motherfucker that can act that's like worse than me, uh, so that I look good. And Kevin Costner can be a good actor in some <laughs> shit. Sure, like Bull Durham, fine. No, uh, I like I like uh, what is it? Uh, what, Water, uh, like Waterworld was good. He was great in that. No, uh, like, what is it, uh, 3,000 miles from Graceland? The king may have left the building. I don't know what the big deal is. That porker's been dead for 20 years now. But two guys have come to steal the show. Hey, man. Try to think of us as the Osmonds, only we don't get along. One's got his style. Hey, Elvis, you look great. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. 
The other has his attitude. Long time no see. I'm your partner. Sometimes I actually think you believe you're the king himself. In the flesh. You stole my car, you stole my money. You're so paranoid. Damn it, you almost hit me. You nuts? Probably. What is it with those sideburns? I glued mine on for the job for you. It's an actual lifestyle. So I robbed the casino. Because everybody else robs banks. Oh, that's a good one. I thought you were about to say fucking uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which is a no, great film, hell, but hell he fuck fucking no. sucks. In no, that movie. I'm just saying he plays a super good fucking bad guy in that. I'm fucking... Robin of Loxley. I'm Robin of Loxley. Shut no, the fuck he's, up. He, he's he's Superman. Even one of the guys in the movie, like when they describe his character, he's like, he's not just evil. He's like sinister. Like put a snake up a girl's coochie or something. And he <laughs> actually does kind of portray like that shitty of a dude. Yeah, yeah. In that movie, you know. And then Maybe for it's some easy reason, for him. And then for some reason, at the end, Howie Long and fucking Ice Cube come in. Or no, not Ice Cube, Ice T, like straight up cop killer. Wait, wait, wait. Are but, we still talking about? Yep. Wait, Ro- Robin wait. Hood? No, I'm talking about Ice T. I'm talking about Ninja uh, Turtles. Three thousand miles from Graceland. Oh, three thousand miles. Okay, I, I haven't seen that movie in so long. I forgot all that shit. They don't exactly describe Robin of Loxley as being so sinister. He'll That's shove a stake up a coochie. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, I Sounds watched more like- the. I watched the uncut, unrated version, Dingleberry. What the fuck do you think? <laughs> it's ye old coochie to you. Also has a pretty sick opening credits with uh, CGI scorpions fighting on that one. And it's about oh, illegitimate, right. illegitimate sons of Elvis battling. So, I mean, it's all around pretty good movie. It sounds like a weird-ass labor union. We are the yeah. illegitimate sons of Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> and we well, demand okay. fair compensation. <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, but as a, uh, on a more grounded note, Will, Will, where are you going to start us out with your comic sans? Oh, I was just going to say, like, you know, starting out, like, maybe Fort Vancouver, if you're going to get your mail, if you're with the HBC in the early part of the 1800s, you'd get your mail from London, of course, and, of course, they would sail it, essentially, uh, all the way around, which took a year, at least. (laughs) It took uh, two... Yeah, uh, so you get your uh, mail once a year. Uh, it took 200 days to just from New York to San Francisco. It took a month just to London to New York. So just imagine that. Well, I, I read a lot about like when, when they were having to correspond, especially overseas, it was not uncommon. If you were sending a letter, you would send like five different copies, each on a different ship. Because you don't fucking know. The mermaids might get one of the ships, and the other one might get lost and end up in the Bahamas, and the other one gets in a hurricane. and Or, like, just your rats eat your fucking mail. So you'd send, like, five different copies. Jesus. And just fucking hope it gets there. And you oftentimes would never find out whether it got there or not. Like... Well, I can imagine in those days, too, like, uh, like you get a letter from England, and you're in, you know, Vancouver, Vancouver, Canada, and it's like... Motherfucker's dead already. Like the dude, yeah, yeah. the dude that met, sent you the letter is dead by the time you get the letter. Why? Well, I'm, I'm just picturing shit like you know, oh pay pay now or we'll put you in the collections. Like, well come get me, bitch. I'm on the fucking wild frontier. Like, yeah. what you gonna do? But like, uh, yeah. So I mean, it was it was like only slightly more reliable than shoving your correspondence into a bottle and just throwing it into the fucking ocean. You had just a little bit better chance of it actually getting getting where you want on time than just doing that or like 
I don't tying it to a duck or some fucking thing, you know. <laughs> or it could be a mountain man and not be able to read it all, but, you know, at least you're sending word back and forth, but you'd probably yeah. get killed by the Rickera or, or something like that. Right. Well, that's uh, important to note, too. Yeah, like, if you're not, you know, if you're not uh, uh, lettered, lettered, as they say, you know, sometimes you have to have somebody like, Oh, I really need to correspond. So you got to add like a transcribe a letter to somebody who probably also reads at about a chimpanzee reading level. <laughs> you know, I just imagine like a, a fucking mountain man just like drawing like stick figure pictures, <laughs> yep. like like a bunch of like fucking weird ass hieroglyphics to try to like. Oh, then, then this happened and blah blah blah. Dear mother, it's like a picture of a deer, <laughs> like <laughs> like a, a stick woman with like a round, like pregnant <laughs> stomach, you know. But anyway, yep. well, I was gonna say, uh, Kit Carson was uh, dispatched. You can probably uh, hear more of that during our Kit Carson episode. Mm-hmm. But he was sent back to send word of the victory in California for Fremont and Stockton in September 46, yeah, which is yeah. a little, that little premature. Uh, he was to make that trip from uh, California to D.C. in 140 days, round trip. Uh, Kit said he could do it in 120, so just imagine that. And there's no, not a lot of real trails at that time either. You just kind of until you get to you know Missouri or whatever. Well, he's just doing like parkour the whole fucking like you know <laughs> jump parkour jump on the back of a buffalo ooh ooh and onto the cactus <laughs> and then over to the cottonwood tree and then yeah up on I the guess beach. the you know until you get to the Santa Fe Trail or whatever it was but mm. yeah uh, so when the train allowed he rode at a gallop on his mules. <laughs> So just imagine doing this on mules. Yeah. When you say mules, I just imagine him wearing two mules as like as roller skates, like with his feet strapped onto him. <laughs> Some Van Hur shit happening there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he took 15 men along, uh, five Delaware Indians, and his friend Lucian Maxwell. I don't know why I included that, but it's a fucking dope cool ass name. name. That's why. Yep. Yep. Uh, brought 50 mules and horses. Uh, just imagine they uh, about averaged 30 miles a day, so they would have made it. But October 6th, 10 miles south of Socorro, New Mexico, he ran uh, runs into General Kearney, and he ordered him back to California as a scout, and then they sent Broken Hand Fitzpatrick to finish oh, yeah. the west of the way, but he didn't make it in record time. Um, so that would have been the speediest trip across country at the time. If he actually would have done it. Yep. So therefore, it's not. I mean, I could have, dude. I could just say like, you know, oh, I'm on the West Coast. I'm gonna walk to DC in a week, you know, and then not do it and say, well, that would have been the fastest if I had actually fucking done it. <laughs> but doing but, it in two months would have been pretty, pretty good. Yeah, it would have been pretty. I, I would say pretty impossible. Actually, I think he was yeah. full of shit. <laughs> like. Uh, of course, there wasn't really too many whiteys out here uh, until uh, 1848 when they discovered gold yep. in California. <laughs> so, and plus, uh, we have the Oregon Territory, too. Mm-hmm. Well, that's in, con- in conjunction also with uh, uh, 1845. Postage rates actually went down quite a bit 
for uh, for certain shit. Because for a while there, it was like super fucking expensive if you wanted to get anything sent out. Yeah, it was more than five cents. It was, yeah. But what they came up with eventually was uh, the postcards. That's what my postcards were the thing. And it was like a penny. So it was like the most affordable. I mean, you could just jot down a quick thing, pay a penny, and it would get sent out west and stolen by Indians and then float down a stream. And then a hawk would pick it up and eventually it would get to where it's going. <laughs> for it's a, a re penny. reliable system. <laughs> yep. Uh, so before the USPS established routes out west, uh, the need was filled by expressmen mm -hmm. who also carried freight along with the letters. They had some uh, 1,870 different ones, some lasting a few days, some a few years. <laughs> I want to hear, hear more about that. They don't write a lot about the ones that only lasted a few days, but that's got to be some awesome stories. <laughs> yep. It's like, yeah, we have this 40 head of mules and, like, six wagons and blah, blah, blah. And, like, they all get wiped out in a flood in, like, one night. Or somebody just loses them gambling or something. Because I'm sure there was a lot of that. Natives, man. Yep. That they uh, that they did. Um, this guy named Granville Zacharyan. Wow. Granville? He's named after a fucking town? Yep. He operated Zach's Express between 65, 1865 and 1866 from Downeyville to Marysville and if you want to put in the Vandal song right now you can yeah. 800 bales on 18 wheel that are 800 miles you know how it feels in your rear so numb you gotta poke it see it's still there what is one more load to one more town problem is they're starting to sound a bit similar the lord knows they all look the same so I got some hot coffee and furnace creep, but the trouble is I was never needing. I spilled one map and phone book warbler. But I had a girl and a job to do. It was not a job and a girl to do. Well, I don't know. I had to go with my velvet interior with a soggy mess. Well, I think I got a girl named Mary down in Susanville. Waiting for me to come home making my way. Oh, yeah. Like, Susanville. Yep. <laughs> But that was a constant uphill of 70 miles and rough trail in the foothills, carrying 50 to 60 pounds of mail on horseback when possible, but snowshoe when the snow got too deep. So your junk mail must go through. Wait, yep. so the ho the horses had snowshoes on? No. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, horses, you know, they, you know, we all know they can walk in snow because otherwise they wouldn't live in snowy areas, but... They're more prone to breaking legs and shit by stepping into holes and yeah. shit like that. And they do make, like, special shoes for them to help them walk on ice and shit. But you ain't going over a fucking mountain pass without losing, like, a bunch of horses doing that. So it's time to strap on your own fucking snowshoes and just put a 60-pound bag well, on your back and walk for three days. Put the, or put you a, break the trail for the horses. Put a 400-pound yeah. horse on your back and yeah. walk through that shit. <laughs> yep. 400-pound horse. I have I no idea say, how much a fucking horse weighs. I was gonna say, four hundred pound horse is like a big pony, not not even like a real horse. <laughs> how much? Is, like how much does a horse the, weigh? Some of the oh, a lot of them over a thousand pounds, like twelve hundred. Like depends on you know. There's a difference, of course, between like say a Clydesdale and like a Morgan or something. But four hundred pounds is like a large pig. Like, like we slaughter four hundred pound pigs. 
and think about the size of a pig versus a fucking horse. <laughs> You, you can know. find a lot of 400-pounders in Walmart right now if you wanted. Uh, hey, so you can find a 400-pound horse at, like, a petting zoo. It, that'd be about a 400-pound horse. Like, he's had Little Sebastian. I guess Little Sebastian probably more like about 250, 300-pound horse. Maybe not. 250 is probably... Is that the name of a horse, it. or is that a, is that a breed of horse? Little Sebastian made his debut at the Last Harvest Festival in 1987, and he was an instant phenomenon. For the next few years, Sebastian was the number one boy's name in Pawnee. And the number three girl's name. So what am I missing? What's the deal with this pony? He's not a pony, Ben. He's a mini horse. There's a big difference. Well, then why is he so famous? Does he do something? What does he do? Son, this horse has an honorary degree from Notre Dame. No, it's the one from uh, uh, Parks and Rec that, like, is kind of okay. worshipped as a deity by all the people in Pawnee. Like, it's just a mini horse, but, like, everybody jerks off over it whenever it shows up at the fucking... Uh, <laughs> like the fair or whatever and then when it dies they have a big old like ceremony like they're interring like a president or something bye, they have, like, a, little Sebastian yeah bye bye little Sebastian <laughs> they, yeah they use that song like costly but either which way like that's a smallish horse and it still probably weighs as much as I do if not more so that's but a big anyway, horse that's a big well, no. But anyway, but yeah, the point being, yeah, you had to sh snowshoe your ass with all this mail. So just picture that. You're going 70 miles uphill, 60 pounds of mail on your body, which means you're not carrying shit like food or extra clothing or a tent or anything. You're just kind of walking with other people's mail in the cold. So I think my tendency would have been to go about 20 miles and say, fuck this shit and start a fire with it. And then go back the next day. Just eating fucking letters? <laughs> yeah, just, well, the glue on the back of the stamp has carbohydrates. Totally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you down with OPM? Yeah. You know I am. <laughs> uh, the most famous expressman was John Butterfield. Yep. In 1850s, pissed off Californians petitioned the government for a more reliable rail mail service. So the government contracted with Butterfield to deliver mail from St. Louis to San Francisco. So that was twice weekly, delivery in both directions. It took 24 days to complete 2,800 miles. Uh, they also did take passengers along, too. Of course, well, they yeah. were required to get off and push if they're steep inclines or mud bogs. So you're, you're averaging about five miles an hour. Or 120 miles in about a 24-hour period. Reminds me of taking yeah. trains in the Czech Republic. Well, and I think mm -hmm. each, what it was, it was like each team, like, you know, just because you're going like 120 miles doesn't mean it's even the same team of horses. It's like they can only make it like, I think it was like 20 miles, some shit like that, and then you got to swap yeah. them out. So you're, it's like pull up to the stagecoach thing, you know, unharness the, one, the used up horses, fucking put in some new ones. And you're back on the trail, you know, like over and over and over for days. That's kind of what you do. Like, you don't really stop to sleep or anything. You might switch out like a fresh driver and a fresh set of horses. But so just the amount of sheer people it took and sheer like livestock to keep this kind of shit rolling. Like you said, they'd, they'd leave out uh, twice weekly. But you if it takes like, what did he say? It takes a month to get there. Yep. So if you're leaving twice weekly, there's already people on the trail in either direction. You're going to be running into some of the 
other stagecoaches and shit like that, too. So it, it becomes kind of a well-trafficked road, you know? They really were like the first long-haul truckers. They were, but the thing is, what happens when you have a long, like a well-traveled fucking road that, it, especially as it's on a schedule where you know where... Oh, yeah. No, it's right for ba banditry. They get fucking robbed fucking yeah, totally. constantly. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, you could hold nine passengers in a stagecoach at the time with their knees interlocked. Oh, Jesus Christ. So imagine yes. that, a month of just rocking back and forth with your knees knocking against somebody else's and all the farting that they did from all the beans back then. Well, that it's all... It's romantic. all honkies, so they none of them fucking bathe, right? So, like, you just yeah. stinky-ass, gross motherfuckers with diarrhea drooling all over the place, <laughs> locking your knees together in a fucking Cessna airplane with nine people for a month? Oh, no. About like that. Fuck that. It's like uh, everybody cramming the back of, like, a minivan. Yeah. Is about what it... Well, and they could also always, like, have people ride on the top, which, if you're real lucky, sometimes if it's going through a bad area, they just put a bunch of soldiers on the roof. To like ward off like Indians and bandits, but that didn't happen that often. But there's some wonderful illustrations of like it looks like they have like 20 goddamn dudes on the roof. There's no fucking way you're fitting that many up there. But it's like they got nothing really to hang on. I'm just picturing like you're driving along and just like people just falling off this shit like <laughs> you know constantly, and then also just trying to shoot off the top of that. It had to be an exercise in futility. Oh, dude, yeah. You know, I mean, your, your gun's not very accurate to begin with, and then the fucker's bouncing all over the place because they haven't invented leaf springs yet. Your, your gun's not very accurate. Oh, you'd be surprised. They actually do have leaf springs on them. Just, As I said it, I started thinking of it, and I was like, you know what? They probably did have some kind absolutely of fucking like, I mean, they look just like leaf springs, too, yeah. except for except for there's not, instead of just the one curve like that, a lot of mm -hmm. times it's a leaf and then uh, another one on top, so it forms like kind of a like idol shape. Yeah, 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 like a pointy oval. That's what a lot of those suspensions are on those. So they did have that. What they didn't have is shock absorbers to mitigate the amount of bouncing that the springs did. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna so bounce like a fucking going, bouncy yeah. castle. Yes. <laughs> God, I fucking miss car talk so much. Yep. Well, I mean, moment I'm sure of they silence. Have archives. Yeah, there's archives. I've heard them all. Yeah. Well, yeah. Shit, man, Tom's been dead for years. Yeah, I know. Maybe I'll go back and check it out. Now that all the cars they talk about are obsolete. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My PT Cruiser has a problem with it. Well, no yep. shit, it's a PT Cruiser. Drive it, yep. drive it off a cliff with yourself inside. <laughs> I just like how they'd break down laughing for, like, minutes at a time. Oh, and yeah. And get nothing done. Just, yeah, just cackling. That was always charming. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, during the Civil War, the route was moved further north. Um, why were they once... moving further north? Gee, I don't know why. Kind of avoided Texas at the time. Uh, only once did the stage not complete its trek, uh, being attacked by Chiricahua Apache at Apache Pass in Arizona there. That's should have tipped him off right there. If it's there labeled. probably was Apache Pass. There's probably yeah. Apache there. Yeah. Yep. It's like why I stay away from Bear Mauling Creek. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Diarrhea Avenue, I stay away from that. Yeah, yeah. You can run down to Diarrhea Avenue. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> so the Postal Service had a monopoly on all routes. 
and they declared all roads as postal routes. So the expressman had to pay the post office whatever, you know, the three cents for the letter or whatever. But they would charge their customers like 10 cents, and then they would frank it and send it on its way. But You got to explain to layman what franking is. Yeah, what's Just franking? St- stamping the stamp with a stamper. What? You, but it you know, had you know, their like, little postmarker or something on oh, there. Oh, I got you. Like the rubber yeah. stamp that you just go ka-chunk? To, yep. mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Apparently that's franking. It, it took me a second, too. Uh, you had me reading that. Will sent me a thing from, I think it's from a, a philatelist's like, uh, thing. <laughs> that's still funny. Yeah. Full-on rapist? I'm a janitor at a bar. Yeah. But uh, like, but they're like, oh, and then they like they need they had something that kept on saying Franks, and to me it was reading like a typo. It's like you meant something else, right? Like, oh, then it took me a while to figure. Oh, it, it actually is a term of industry. Yeah. But yo, this girl's got me franking, dude. Well, <laughs> when you think of Franks, it's either like the name Frank or like you hot know, sauce, hot dogs, like literally Frankfurters, like yeah. beef Franks. Oh, I was thinking Franks, Franks, uh, fucking oh, Franks hot red sauce hot. Yeah. That's only in Buffalo. That's what they do is they postmark it by dipping it in the Frank's Red Hot. <laughs> mm. uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much it for the Butterfield. Uh, Wells Fargo, like you uh, said, they opened in 1852. Um, I just like that they built their business out of reliability and honesty. And now they're the most corrupt ass yeah. constantly going to, yeah. Yeah, they kind of bought out their rivals as time went along and kind of cornered the market in a lot of this shit. Um, but they did carry mail until 1890, so that's something. There you go. Well, so that's why every Western has a Wells Fargo stagecoach. And probably because they paid for product print placement. Yep. I was like, I was reading a little bit about Wells Fargo itself, and I like uh, they built their, when they built their um, headquarters in 1851. In, uh, or they started to uh, is it, like you know they had the uh, San Francisco fires and it kind of like wiped out all the buildings and stuff so uh, basically this guy said uh, I'm going to put up a building that can't burn down so he ordered granite from this building from China each stone marked from the quarry uh, the way it was supposed to be placed so he got it to, to San Francisco and a lot of the workmen there are Chinese and they're trying to set up the building, and the Chinese wouldn't touch it because they were like, "You're setting." It was basically like almost like a feng shui shit. It's like you're oriented it to like the north, and you should be oriented to the west because otherwise, basically, the bad spirits in the rocks are gonna make it fail and shit. So like nobody would actually put the building together because they <laughs> thought it was like pre haunted, basically. Um, and so they finally, uh, he like hired some dudes to come in and kind of do like an exorcism on on the rocks to like, appease the like you know they had some like I don't know what you'd call it like you know like holy men or whatever and they you know they burn some tea they burn some rice and burn some papers and pr- perform a ritual basically and then the rocks then, start and, screaming like yeah, Satan's yeah. in my pussy and so they start puking fucking green shit everywhere <laughs> that'd be great I think they actually just sat there but but the end result was that then they could get the Chinese workers to actually build the building which then proved to be so sturdy it had a, I, I didn't find out why it had a box of nitroglycerin explode inside of it, but it did at one point. <laughs> and it killed 10 people, but it didn't fuck up the building at all. It also survived the, the earthquake and another fire. And then when they finally tore it down 19 years later, it had a hard-ass time tearing it down. So 
Holy shit. The theory was like, since they did the, like, the witchcraft on it, you know, it enhanced it. You know, it was like, you know. Level, uh, power build. up. Yeah, exactly. Like, like uh, you know, plus two resilience building or whatever. Yeah. But I just like the, the idea that, first of all, you got to go and get all your granite from China. B, then they won't do anything. You know, it's it just... I mean, you thought fucking with, like, your building codes and shit nowadays was weird. You know, <laughs> yeah. like... Could you imagine if you wanted to build a house? They're like, uh, this is not fit to live in until you get a priest to fucking splash yeah, yeah, holy yeah. water on the doorknob. You had to burn some sage, and... Yeah. Well, I mean, there was shit like that. You know, everybody put your door to the east, but that was more practical, because it's that's when the sun comes up. You know, it's the first light of day comes in. Yeah. Shit like well, that. In, uh, but, in Iceland, they still have to consult people... For the hidden people in the rocks, so they get an expert out there and say, "Is it okay to build a road through here, and not upset the the hidden people, which are the fairies or whatever?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. How do you get that job? I don't know. You just gotta talk to the rock, I guess. Well, yeah, but I mean, hey, how Dwayne. Do you get... Hey, Dwayne. Hey, Dwayne. Can I build this house? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be, like, using it as an extortion scheme. It's like, well, you know, I talked to the people in the rock, and they're not, it's not looking good. I think we're going to have to uh, pay them off a little bit. So uh, why don't you give me, <laughs> why don't you give me, like, okay. 30 grand, and I'll go back to the rock and see what they'll do. And you, yeah. have, you have to sign this contract saying that uh, I can make necro pants out of you after you die. Yep. That's another, that's another jolly tradition of the old Iceland. <laughs> Or uh, put your phallus in the phallus museum. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. That place has got to smell horrific. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just from the... No, well, they're they're all preserved and, and well, pickled. Yeah, but, yeah, but there's and still... juice. There's still that fucking smell. Like, anytime you're in a biology lab or, like... Uh, or like, oh, the fer- like, like we, formaldehyde like, smell? Or like we were talking about Yield Curiosity Shop the other day. You go down there and everything's like mummified pretty good. But there's still that kind of death aroma that they kind of try to hide with incense in there. But it's still... Yeah. Well, it was a magical place to me. All right. Sure. <laughs> Just like take a bunch of pictures like comparing your own to like the ones in the displays. The sperm will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that the biggest one they got? I think so. I like those. I like the wing of that museum where they just had they've they've uh, jarred up like uh, samples of different dick sweat, and you can pop it open and smell them. Mmm. The fuck? <laughs> That's not true. I was gonna say that was a lie. No. God. I mean, well, okay. The closest I've seen to that in fucking real life, and I bet you will remembers this, is at the State Museum in North Dakota, the Heritage Center. They have a little box that's just called Buffalo Wallow. And it has oh. a little little oh, thing you slide open, and you do sniff it, and man, yeah, it it, it smells like a sweaty prairie beast. I mean, it it definitely smells like oh, buffalo. My God. That was always a favorite of little kids, so you know you just go with that. I just wonder how they get that smell like and keep it fresh. I guess, but like we'll somebody's whole, out there with a shovel. We'll do a whole episode on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were just at the game farm up in Squim yesterday, so we got up and close with the the buffalo and yeah they tell you not to stop your car but if the person in front of you stops their car you don't have much of a choice right <laughs> they're like don't fuck up my car yep because they will yep but anyway uh 
Wells Fargo. We were talking about Wells Fargo. Yeah, we're, we're done with Wells Fargo. Fuck them. Oh, yeah, then fuck them. <laughs> hey, fuck Miles City while we're at it. Yeah, yeah just fuck because. Them. Actually, I, I, I'm, I'm always saddened by the fact that Wells Fargo has become such a corrupt piece of shit. Because they do have really cool, like, imagery, and they kind of have a cool history. Like, you know, I like their colors, and I like the use of the stagecoaches and stuff. It's, like, feels really, like, nice, uh, nice branding, but too bad they're, um, fucking dirty, e dirty thieves Evil these fucking days. scumbags, yeah. Yes. All right, what's next, Will? Uh, you want to talk about the Pony Express? Yeah, a little bit. So that only ran from April 3rd, 1860 to October 24th, 1861. Really? The Pony Express only ran for like a year? Yep. yep. Because. Wow. Why, 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 what killed him off, Will? Telegraph. Oh. So made it unnecessary for people to risk their fucking lives. And like, you know, that was definitely one where uh, the horses only go 10 miles because you yep. were hauling wholesale ass. Uh, on that horse, and uh, well, the biggest thing I learned this time about like researching that is what is uh, what is it called a mo uh, mojito or a mo oh yeah, a little satchel. Well, it's kind of a cool deal because they take your saddle and they got a big square piece of leather that has uh, what they call cantinas on all four corners of it. The cantinas were like just the mail pouches, and they were all locked with a padlock. There's just like this big leather apparatus that you just literally slap it over the top of your existing saddle. And kind of put the like the backrest, well backrest, but you know the little part. Uh, what is it? Cantle? No. Yeah, is that the cantle on the saddle? It's been a long time. I don't yes. know. I'm not oh, the at... part the part that comes up behind your ass. Let me ask uh, Bob Vila. That's called a sissy bar. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But and then and then the um, there's a hole for the pommel or the saddle horn to go through too, and then it's just the weight of the rider keeps that on. You're sitting on top of this whole apparatus. So it's not like having just two saddlebags like flopping around that are loosely tied to your the saddle. Whole time. This is like fucking kind of a big old sheet, but it, it, uh, you can haul more weight in it. It's evenly distributed on the horse, and it's not falling off, and it's not coming open like while you're crossing a river or whatever because they're like literally padlocked shut. So I thought that was a cool. That's kind of tight. I, never, I, like, it's I never got knew like, they had that kind of specialized shit, but yeah. Yeah, it's got like uh, fucking lock boxes all the way around it. Yeah, kind of tight. But they're just leather. I mean, like you could get into them eventually, but still made it harder. You know. Yeah. So that took the time from 24 days down to 10. Um, 1860, California had a population of 360,000. From you know, in that 10 years of probably two. <laughs> Uh, so at the peak of business, they employed 6,000 men and 75,000 oxen, or I don't know why they included oxen in here if well, they're using ponies. You're using oh, ponies mind. for just male shit, but like, you know, oxen I, 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 I'm sure there's other, other logistics they had to have going, you know, you're not getting a fucking grand piano delivered by the fucking Pony Express dude. On the I think, yeah, I think they actually had a bank too at some point, but a lot of these. Well, the postal service itself used to do banking, didn't it? Yep. Actually, yeah. the uh, in Japan, small loans and shit. In Japan, the uh, the postal service is, does a lot of banking also. Well, and like, there's that's some what talk. Of, too. There's some talk of like that coming back here uh, to a help out the postal service. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah, that's why I thought when they're giving all these loans and you know bailouts to the banks a few years ago 
return to that but you know the the lobby for the the pay and dash loans places are are pretty powerful right yeah well the, the, you know, it's been so said wanna... too, well the the postal service the big thing about that what i what i find the most compelling reason for them to do that is the postal service is fucking everywhere even in small towns that don't have its own bank. Yeah, totally. You're going to have that. And it, it, it makes it accessible for people that live in those kind of places, you know? Like, well, it's like when uh, when we did that poop attack tour and I left my fucking debit, debit card. At the time, I had Bank of America. And I left my debit card in Idaho at a bar. And then we ended up in fucking North Dakota. And I'm like, oh, shit, I don't have any money now because there's no... I mean, I called Bank of America and they're like, oh, yeah, there isn't one until you get to, like, fucking Fargo. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, uh... Shit, okay, I guess I'm fucked, so I just had to borrow money from the band fund until I got back, pay it back. Always something, but yeah. But yeah, if, yep. there, was a, if there was like postal savings, you know, I could have went and fucking did it in whatever town we were in. Yep, or mm -hmm. probably even even if you still had your Bank of America thing and you had uh, an account through the postal service, you could probably done a transfer. Yeah, totally. You know, totally. So, make your life a little bit easier, but... They're also talking about nowadays also getting the uh, postal service to kind of run uh, Wi-Fi for areas that don't have it, which I also think is a good idea. Like yeah, that's super cool. Wi -Fi. But right now, since the uh, general policy of the leadership is that we're going to gut the postal service with a rusty fish hook instead of actually trying to enhance it. Uh, yep. did, you, did you see that a bunch of protesters, I think this was today or yesterday, a bunch of protesters uh, surrounded Postmaster General DeJoy's, DeJoy's house. house. Yeah, yep. they, they've been doing that for the whole week, uh, just making noise. I think they got a big uh, concert kind of thing that they want to do shortly here. But how about that motherfucker just getting up and telling Congress you know, is going to do your stop doing shit and then sending out internal memos that they're not going to stop doing it. Yeah. From as near as I can glean. Like, well, the was it the one of the Seattle post offices? The uh, they they had a bunch of the sorting machines just like fucking working fine well, sorting machines just ripped apart out in the well, back. Well, forty forty percent of the ones in King County have found to have been dismantled thus far. According yeah, it just, to uh, NPR. It just made me think about like uh, uh, bleeding Kansas when they just throw the fucking press in the in the river. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Well, it used to be a big no no not to leave anything undelivered. Now, now it's okay, I guess. Yeah, which is bullshit. Well, they're yeah. having. Here's the thing, like you know, uh, we talk a lot about, and we'll be talking about it later in this episode a little bit too. Like when you get into like uh, Montgomery Ward and Sears and shit, and all the things you could order from them that include, oftentimes, live animals. Well, one of the few live animals that's still delivered to the postal service, as far as I'm aware, is baby chicks. In a lot of cases, and they're having problems right now with people getting their deliveries of chicks that have been held over and they're dead. They've dehydrated and starved because of this shit. God damn, dude. You know. Mm -hmm. Because they were on a horse instead of a stage, they had to be slight teenage boys. Um, so the, where was the ad here? Oh, the famous ad was, wanted young, skinny, wiry fellows, not over 18, must be expert riders willing to risk death daily, Orphans preferred. <laughs> God damn, that sounds like the ad that uh, that that fucking the business cards we got from this dude in Portland, the T. Wayne Waters oh, uh, the, male ma the, male masturbation research clinic. Oh God, get paid get paid to participate in male masturbation research hourly. 
Well, yeah, it's just <laughs> the, if, if if that also added the orphans preferred. Yeah, orphans preferred. That, that adds another layer of menace to the whole fucking thing. Like. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, uh, are, you, are you thinking yeah. about committing suicide? Come work for us. <laughs> yeah. Have a death wish? Yeah. <laughs> One of the best-known riders was Pony Bob Haslam. His greatest ride was 120 miles in 8 hours and 20 minutes. While being wounded, he got shot through the mouth with an arrow and lost three teeth. God Jesus. damn! <laughs> he was uh, breaking news of Lincoln's inaugural address, so he was really... Pound in the trail, I guess. Um, so his relief I, I just, uh, rider I just, wouldn't well, want to come I just out. Wanna, I just want to bring up, he's doing all that to like get out the inaugural address while the current president is bitching that we might not even know who's going to be president on election night. Nah, 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 nah. Like, I, yeah. Bitch, I, I, you know. I saw something really useful uh, the other day. Uh, someone someone had like written on Twitter, I think, is like, hey, here's a fun trick. Any. Anytime you read uh, a Donald Trump tweet, write mommy or just imagine the word mommy in front of it and it makes it so much fucking better. <laughs> mommy, why do the Democrats hate freedom? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Excellent. Uh, anyway, well, he was uh, supposed to be done with his shift, but his relief rider was too scared of Indian attacks. And of course, this guy gets attacked by Indians after the fact there. Um, he rested nine hours and then went back. Uh, he stopped at Cold Springs and found that the Indian. this is all around Lake Tahoe. Okay. He found that the Indians, the Paiutes, uh, fucked up the station, killing the station keeper and stealing all the horses. And during that ride is when he gets shot through the jaw with an arrow and loses three teeth. It's gotta be uh, super fun to be galloping along on a horse with just a bloody, gaping wound in your side of your face. Mm-hmm. Don't so pull the arrow out. Leave it in. Yep. 380-mile round trip uh, during that little time there with about eight hours rest there. Jesus. Uh, Jack Keatley once made a trip of 340 miles straight in 31 hours without stopping to rest. Holy shit. I didn't know they had meth back then. Yeah. Uh, Billy Whiskey. Tate. Yeah. Billy Tate was a 14-year-old who ran into some Paiutes along the way, got into a shootout with them. He shot seven before he ran out of bullets, except Holy for the shit. last one, to shoot himself. <laughs> so his body was not scalped out of respect. So, Oh, that's nice of them. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's just like the line that Gene Hackman had in uh, when he played Crook in that fucking Geronimo movie. He's like, you, you're fighting Apache. You, and it's not going so well, you save the last bullet for yourself. Yeah. Yep. It's a, that's an old trope in everything. That, yeah, they yeah. do that shit in Buster Scruggs. They do yep. that, you know. And then, okay. well, and are you going to talk about the probably the most famous, even though it didn't do anything that cool for the for the Pony Express? It was kind of uh, more like a work, work-a-day Pony Expressman. Buffalo Bill? Yes, Buffalo Bill. Also, and Buffalo Bill will tell you like that, you know, he'd kill like 40 Indians a day while riding his horse 70 miles an hour. Uh, it doesn't seem to be, you know, he, he did work for them. He just, you know, he, he wasn't a cool guy like that. But he is a, you know, showman, so he likes to inflate his own uh, reputation. But he did ride for him. That, that much is true. How the West Was Fucked will be right back. 
Tired of long lines at the post office? Got better things to do, like kick your dog, smoke opium in Chinatown, or marry your 13-year-old cousin? And you want to mail your letter back home to your sweetie, and you don't want it to take three months? Try PonyExpress.com. We can have that same letter from San Francisco back to Poughkeepsie in a world record of 38 days. That is, if our 11-year-old runaway orphan boy we hired as courier don't get murderized by the suit. Log on to PonyExpress.com. Just sit on a log and wait for our 11-year-old runaway orphan boy to come in and pick up your letter. No sitting in carriage traffic. No shitting in line at the post office. Try PonyExpress.com. You've been working hard, walking through the desert in extreme temperatures, hiding behind rocks for hours, waiting to ambush an unsuspecting honky. You deserve a better way to relax. Why not with the chunky, tepid Tiswin Corn Liquor? Tiswin! Just roll the tape. Tiswin! You feel feeling. Tiswin! The ultimate refreshment. Or for extreme relaxation, try Tiswin Ice. Goes down smoother with 30% less chunks. Tiswin, the only corn liquor straight from your grandma's blanket. A Bronson Swagger Company. All right, How the West Was Fucked listeners, yep. who's ready to go jackalope hunting? Uh-huh. Jackalopes? Jackalopes, the legendary antlered hares of the American West. Hmm, I want to know more about these jackalopes. You're in luck. Now you too can learn everything there is to know about the jackalope with the new Field Guide to the North American Jackalope. Uh, it's a book? It's a field guide. Oh, it looks like a book. The Field Guide to the North American Jackalope is available on Amazon, Etsy, Wherever else you might buy your breeches. Oh, Walmart. Except Walmart. Get your copy now before heading out on your annual jackalope hunt. Oh, damn. I think I will. I love learning and I love science. Oh, shit. Keystone time. Uh, not quite, oh, no. but I had to, had to put one on deck. This one's almost gone, so. <laughs> oh. I've never not looked forward to something so much. <laughs> All right. Are we welcome back? back to, welcome yeah, back to How the Mess is Fucked. Welcome back. We're, we're excited for this. <laughs> welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Oh, this keystone doesn't have butter on it. I don't know what it has on it. Olive oil. Possibly wasabi. Ooh, shit. I mean, if, if I'm going to drink a Keystone, I'd rather, you know, put some wasabi in it. Get a little bit of oomph. A little some flavor? Yeah. What, whatever flavor? Yeah. Put some hair on your nuts. Yeah. Not problem. Uh. All right. And then along came Mary. <laughs> yep. Stagecoach Mary. Mary uh, Fields. She was born around 1832. Of course, nobody really knows when. Because if you're a slave. Yep. Uh, She was the first African-American woman mail carrier in America, and actually the second uh, woman. 
though not officially directly a postal employee, uh, she drove the Star Route, which they had up until 1973. Uh, now they're highway contract routes. Star, Star Route is basically like, okay, the main postal road goes from town to town. Star Route is all the branches that go out from that okay. town to, yeah. Gotcha. Very similar to the shape of a star yeah. or a firework or sea urchin. Pentagram. Depending on, depending on how populated the area is, but yeah. Thinking dandelion. Dandelion, mm-hmm. fucking whatever. Windmill, <laughs> daisy, ninja star. What? <laughs> <laughs> Butthole. Yes. <laughs> She drew, drove the route for two consecutive four-year contracts from 1895 to 1903. Uh, she was freed in 1865, of course. Then she worked in the home of Judge Edmund Dune. Uh, then his wife up and died. I like when people up and do something. Yep. She up and died in 1883. So Mary took their five children to live with their aunt, Mother Mary Amadeus. So this is aunt who was a, a sister. Sister aunt. I got one of them. Yeah. Uh, so she was a mother superior of a Ursuline convent. That's named after St. Ursula, not a bear. I was going to say, that sounds very bear-like. I'm, I'm yeah. the bear nun. Look out. <laughs> it's like, like a bear Jew. Yep. It's picturing, like, you know, someone whose habit is made out of, like, full-on just black bear pelt but still has a little white thing on the front of the fuck yeah that's awesome Pope hat with a bear head on it yep <laughs> well you know like the the, the uh, palace guards uh, bucking him and whatnot those fuckers those hats are bear skin like the big stupid hats is that what those are mm-hmm. I, I did not know that at least they used to be I don't know they still are they, for all I know they might be fucking plastic now but Yep, I thought they were the queen's pubic hair. <laughs> That's a fucking hell of a bush. Yeah. <laughs> That's just one shaving right there. Yeah. Yeah. So that was in Toledo. Holy Toledo. But in 1884, Mother Amadeus, 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 was sent to Montana to open a Native American girls' school uh, in, around the town of Cascade, which is, is close to, to Great Falls. Is that to teach yep. people how to be a Native American girl? Uh, it's no, it's, to it's teach basically Native American girls not to be Native American. Ah, one of those yeah. fucking pieces of yeah. shit. Yeah, well, we'll talk about when they. We'll talk sometime about the the, the basically the Indian schools and the the re-education abject, fucking ab, camps. Ab, abject fuckery. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which that is, is some shit I actually do know a little tiny bit about. Probably just as bad as oh genocide, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's a little bit of genocide with a touch of child separation policy. And uh, brainwashing, yeah. and brainwashing, and just flat out child abuse, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Mother Mary was sick, so uh, Mary, stagecoach Mary, uh, went to uh, help her out and take care of her. But uh, stagecoach Mary stayed on hauling freight, doing laundry, growing veggies at the convent there. Uh, the Native American girls called her White Crow because she acted like a white woman with black skin. Piece of brand in me, I'm the White Crow. Cock, 
Of course, uh, she didn't quite fit in at the convent because she enjoyed a good cigar and a, and a whiskey. Uh, I assume that's yeah. what all nuns did. Yeah. They kind of do, in my experience, to an extent. I mean, it's not disallowed. Every time I, mean, I think of, a, of especially older nuns, I just imagine yeah. them like drinking whiskey, smoking cigars, and like arm wrestling. Yeah, my aunt would have like cocktails and stuff, or they'd go like casino or you know shit like that on occasion. So stagecoach Mary would uh, curse at anybody who uh, ran across her freshly cut grass. Curses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1894, she was asked to leave the convent by the bishops after an incident <laughs> involving a male subordinate. Uh, I think both of them pulled guns on each other. <laughs> I don't know what the argument was about, though. Probably the lawn. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and walking on said lawn. Don't yep. step on my beans, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Mother Amadeus helped her set up a restaurant in Cascade. She served everybody there, regardless if they could pay or not. So she went bankrupt in about 10 months. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So I guess you have to charge stuff. Something. Yeah. 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 So Mary got the uh, mail contract when she was 60 years old because she was the <laughs> fastest to hitch up a, a team. You said 60? 60? Yes. 60. Six zero. Six zero. So, you know, at the, at the sprightly young age, especially in the 1800s, of, <laughs> of 60 years old, yeah. It seems to me that, like, if you make it, Pat, if you make it to 35 in this time period, you're going to end up dying at 105 years old. Kind of. Especially, it seemed like the women lived like longer, yeah. too, in a lot of cases. Totally. And actually, it seems like, to be fair, it seems like uh, if they weren't flat out like murdered, like a lot of like former slaves ended up living to a ripe old age, probably because of just inherent fucking toughness from having a horrific fucking life, mm -hmm. you know, beforehand. Yeah, for sure. But... Uh, so, uh, her reliability earned her the name Stagecoach. She didn't have the name Stagecoach before she dri started driving a Stagecoach. Shocking. Yeah. So, if the snow was too deep, uh, she'd haul the sacks on her snowshoes, too, just like the other dude. <laughs> hey. So, you're a 60-year-old lady walking in the snow uphill both ways. With 60 pounds of mail. Yep. Which, like I say, uh, I think I've talked about this before. The average uh, fighting weight pack for like an infantryman is you're supposed to keep your pack weight to be about 35 pounds. I mean, that's not say well as, as if she's. I mean, she was probably having to carry a rifle and shit with her too. Like while you're doing that, you're not uh, going to just be out there on your own. But so you're carrying like twice what your normal like combat carry weight is, and none of the shit you're carrying is things that'll keep you warm or. Do anything. It's fucking people's like jerk off letters and you know shit like that. So, dearest Martha, you make me so horny. Yeah, <laughs> I dream of your supple white ankle. <laughs> so she was celebrated and respected in Cascade. Uh, the town closed its schools on her birthday. Uh, Montana passed a law outlawing women in saloons, but the mayor of Cascade made Mary exempt. Uh, in 1903, she retires from the mail service at age 71. <laughs> After that, she continues to babysit uh, children, do laundry from home. Uh, she dies in 1914, so I guess she would be in her 83 uh, in Great Falls there. 
Okay. Also had a character based on her on the Helen Wheels TV show. But did you yeah. have that story of her uh, fending off the wolves? Uh, I, I forgot to relook it up, but it's just uh, and it's like a short anecdote where basically you know she was trying to deliver uh, stuff. I think it was actually in a sledge too, not even a wagon because it was winter time. And basically the the coach got kind of flipped on its side, and apparently like she. First time it happened, like, flipped it back by herself, Shit. you know. And then uh, it happened again, and it was too stuck for her to, to do again. So she had to kind of wait for help to come. But, you know, night's falling, and uh, she got the horses, and suddenly there's, like, wolves all around trying to get the horses. So she basically had to, like, I think she, like, lit a fire and then, like, just sat there either shooting them or, like, you know, whacking him with the butt of her shotgun, like holy shit! It's that night. fucking it's that like, Liam Neeson movie. Kinda. Liam yeah, Neeson kinda. is Stagecoach Mary. Wolf, Wolf Puncher, or whatever <laughs> yeah. that movie yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. The name it is. I wish it was called <laughs> Wolf Puncher. That'd be a fucking dope. That sounds like a comic book I'd watch or read. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's uh, like I said, I didn't look up the actual anecdote I was going to, and then I fucking forgot. But it's just you know. Who know? I mean, once again, these are the kind of characters where she might have pulled that story straight out of her ass and told it at the saloon. Because it's one of those, oh, conveniently, nobody was there to witness this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't know, like... I choose uh, like, to believe. Yeah. Well, I'm like wolf behavior. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't see them, like, going at you for, like, 18 hours. You know, yeah. I mean, she like, might have fought like off like five of them, and they ran away into the darkness. But or like, you know, they'll just wait you out. She, probably. She, she heard a wolf in the distance, and it freaked out the horses, so she sat there uh, awake all night. You know, shooting at eyes that she saw on the campfire. I can see that, but yeah. Now, now, like the wolves are coming in, like the fucking Foot Clan, <laughs> like you know, like dropping out of trees and like you know shit like that. But yeah. I don't know, a lot of these stories, especially with the Mountain Man st stuff, they seem made up, but there's actually some truth to them, so... Well, yeah, know. some... Well, the biggest thing is there's not really a lot of documentation, at least on the North American continent, of wolves ever attacking people. They'll attack livestock and shit like that, but usually we'll run the fuck off as soon as confronted by a person. Just saying. There's some, uh, in the M Middle Ages, there was, like, shit about people in, like... Europe and Russia being feasted upon by, like, wolves, usually rabid ones, though. So, I don't know. But I, there's no documented attack on a human, uh, 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 a wolf on North American continent, as far as I'm aware. Except for that even... Liam Neeson movie, it's called The Grey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, and you don't even, if you look at even, like, Native American tradition, they don't talk a lot about wolves attacking people. I don't know. But they or do have I a just... bad reputation, though. Well, they of course they do. Who's afraid of the big bad wolf fucking everybody? Yep. You know? Yeah, man. No, it's like great white sharks. Like, how many yep. people die in a great white shark attack, and everybody's afraid of them? Like, less than lightning? Yeah. Oh, well, did you... That's another fun... Trump fact! Trump facts! Uh, fucking, uh... Uh, he was bitching about sharks again the other day. Like, apparently he's terrified of sharks. He was on the campaign... Like, they were talking about, like, I think it was up in Maine. Somebody just got bit by a shark or killed by a shark. But well, their idea was to, like, cut down the seal population because the seals were attracting sharks into swimming areas. So he's like, well, instead of shooting the seals, why don't you just shoot the fucking sharks, you know? Dude, I swear to God, every word that comes out of that motherfucker's mouth makes me dumber every time I hear oh, anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's... Yeah. 
But yeah, that, that was just in the thing today, but it, it's of note, or it was noted, because that's one of the things when Stormy Daniels wrote her shit, was talking about, like, she was watching Shark Week with him, and he's, like, preternaturally, like, afraid and just despises sharks. Just hates them. <laughs> I don't know why that... <laughs> well, first of all, you know Dandy goddamn Graham. well this motherfucker has never... Maybe he was in Land the ocean shark. when he was a kid or something. That fucker ain't swimming in no fucking ocean. Hell no. He has no, no dog in that fucking fight. Look, no. But gotta eradicate all the sharks, because... I, I don't know. It's oh, just... Man. I can so imagine him weird. in an old-timey swimsuit. You know, the, yes. the one big piece? heavy ones. <laughs> yep. Yep. But so anyway. I guess that's Stagecoach Mary. You want to go to mailing yep. children? Yes. Yes, I so, do. Tony, you think they actually mill children? I. Why not? Why not? They did. <laughs> <laughs> what was the age cutoff for mailing children? Well, uh, technically they had to be less than 11 pounds. Yeah, it wasn't an age thing. It's a weight thing. And this is not like you go on uh, Sears Robot Catalog and you, like, order a fucking child. This is like your parents want to send the kids to grandma's house and it's cheaper to put them in the mail than it is to put them on a stagecoach. <laughs> and you don't have to have, like, an adult, like... And because oh, you could fuck. you could just put your toddler on a stagecoach, but nobody's going to care and feed for it. And the, and the, uh, the Postal Express guys were thought of as more trustworthy. And like, Holy yeah, shit. our kids, our kids gonna get there. Do you have to put them in well, a kennel? No, uh, just cardboard I mean, boxes, some holes in it. It's just a sack. I, uh, like uh, on this, I think yeah, it's the Smithsonian Magazine article that we're drawing, or at least I'm drawing a lot of this from. There's mm -hmm. a nice picture of just like a letter carrier with a, a kid hanging out in a mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> like, Always right. threatened to mail children all the time. It's fun. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. So the parcel post began in 1913. Before then, you couldn't send any packages, and they were pretty expensive to do that before then. But they didn't uh, put in into any of the guidelines that you couldn't ship babies, so I guess it was <laughs> game on. Yep. The first baby was James Beagle, the son of Jesse and Matilda Beagle. Not a dog. Uh, cost his parents 15 cents to send him a few miles down the road to grandma's house, but they did insure him for $50, so that's something. <laughs> I, lo I love that little detail. <laughs> He's like, well, what do you think this toddler's worth? Well, until he can actually pull a plow. Eh, 50 bucks. 50 bucks, maybe? Yeah. So over the next few years, a story or two would pop up here and there. The next famous one was February 19th, 1914 when a four-year-old girl named Charlotte May Pierstorff was wow. mailed via train from Grangeville, Idaho, to her grandparents, and that was 73 miles away. So that was actually yeah. made into a children's book. What? <laughs> what? Yep. What's the book called? Mailing May. Mailing May, yep. okay. Which, let's see if that's available on Amazon, because that would be dope. <laughs> <laughs> And it is. It fucking is. Uh, 96% five stars, 1% four stars, and two, 3% two stars. Is there so, any one stars? No. So, I don't know. Huh. Impressive. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't realize, yeah, it was written in 
2000, though. It's not like it was, like, from uh, the time. Oh, yeah. Aww. But that's uh, written by Michael O'Tunnel. Michael of the Tunnel Clan. Yep. <laughs> Lothar of the Hill People. Uh, so uh, the postmaster after that declared it illegal, but it still didn't stop people. A year later, a six-year-old was mailed from her mother's in Florida to her father's in Virginia Fuck. at the cost of 15 cents. <laughs> Of course, they would just stick the stamps on their coat, just kind of pin them to their coat. Yep. Would, they, would they frank them? Yeah, of course, yes. across the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> August uh, 1915 was the last time a child was mailed. That you know of. That you know of. <laughs> well, Maybe if you in listen, bits, and piece, bits and pieces. Well, if you listen to these heroes at QAnon, they're getting mailed all the time, so Johnny Depp can <laughs> suck out their fucking, uh, what you call, uh, their blood and all their adrenochrome and shit. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Johnny Depp needs midi chlorians from children. Yep. And Jedi Jedi children command a higher price than working aid children. <laughs> yep. That's all I got for mailing children, unless you well, have more. I just like the fact that they, what they did is when they when we were talking about Baby May getting sent off, she was mailed under the chicken rate. <laughs> but uh, but the thing is, like, you couldn't actually get chicks until like, uh, she, what she went in like nineteen thirteen or nineteen. When did May get sent? Oh, uh, fifteen. Yeah, that... No, the the last one was nineteen fifteen. Uh, oh, 19, May fi was nineteen fourteen. I'm just saying, they're like, oh, oh, it's like, okay, there, uh, okay, miss the thing. There's an account of her being mailed under the chicken rate, but then it's like chicks weren't actually allowed to be sold or sent until 1918 because previous to that the only animals you could order by mail was insects which was probably 90% bees maybe some ladybugs for the garden but but how'd you like to deliver that to like a box of bees or no. like just just get that delivered to you and it's like mislabeled it's like why is this why is this vibrating oh no open it up in the living room <laughs> dun 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 Henry Winkler covered in bees. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know what? You know what's fucking dope? Uh, Henry Winkler, one of the first, uh, one of the first things that that guy did with his pro his production company after um, after Happy Days was uh, MacGyver. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a Henry Winkler joint. Did not know that. Wow, MacGyver. So like. <clears throat> Okay, do we have, do we have any anything else in the organized list, or now can we just bullshit a little bit about stupid minutia? We can bullshit about stupid minutia. Okay, yeah, finally. So we talked. So we talked about like Butterfield's like uh, thing too, like you know the Overland, like Butterfield Overland Mail. We talked about that briefly ahead of that. There's like so many like awesome like illustrations, like regarding that in uh, the Time Life books. It's like. Motherfuckers like driving the stagecoach and just shooting antelopes, you know, as you're going to deliver the mail, and like you know, just swimming them across rivers, and like it almost looks like a UFO kind of situation, but it's just them camping. But like the way it's painted, looks like yeah, I'm gonna have to like send a bunch, put a bunch of these pictures in here. But I also want to talk about like uh, conveyances and contrivances and 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 like ways that mail got to people. Like you know, Will talked about the early days. When you'd give it to Kit Carson and shit, and then we talked about, like, the Expressmen and the Pony Express. And, of course, all this got cheaper and easier and bigger, 
as like steamships started going up the rivers and as railroads got built and stuff like that of course that ex uh expanded the amount of mail that could be sent at one time expanded the kind of shit you could receive you know up to up to and including houses at some point but uh there was other attempts at like uh shit like to, to get your mail to you in, in ways and one of them before the civil war uh, was uh, once again our buddies with the camels. Yeah. Uh, that was there was early attempts at that that worked out like shit because as we discussed, like camels freak out horses and mules and will like barf on you all day long and bite you and all that stuff. But and and if they don't want to walk anymore, they just sit the fuck down. Yeah. And will not that get up. And that was attempted until like the the Civil War because then it was like um it was definitely associated with uh, Nathan Bedford Forest so. They, they stopped. Wait, the, the camels were? Yeah, he was one of the advocates of, like, uh, getting them used back when oh. he was still working for the U.S. Or, I didn't fucking okay, know that. Wait, and and even, Jeff it, Davis, too. Oh, well, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it was, sorry, it was Jeff Davis, not Nathan Bedford Forrest, but yeah. So, yeah, they tried that, and then there was this other cat. I'm going to see if I can find this fucking article again in my... Uh, basically, had the idea, you know, like... Automobiles weren't quite a thing yet, but you know, there were steam engines and they tried to build like It kind of looks like a monstrous fucking tank like okay Like I just watched on uh, Netflix. They have right now a show called tread and it's about the guy that built the killdozer Oh, you yeah, the killdozer Canada. Canada my ass is Colorado was it for some yes. reason I imagine that being in like Ontario or something No, okay, Colorado, but like uh, either which way uh this guy basically, like, designed a thing that kind of looked like a killdozer, only on, like, wheels. And it was going to revolutionize, like... It was basically going to be the first semi, like, tractor-trailer kind of ordeal. It was, like, the train, you don't need to run it on rails. Whoa. And shit like that. And it was big and, like, awkward. And it ran it's on the, steam? Uh, yes. It's Whoa. the Overland... The Overland uh, Prairie Motor uh, Overland Traction Engine uh, from the Overland Traction Engine Company. Um, I'll, I'll get a picture of that thing, too, because it's, it's like some motherfucking Rube Holy Goldberg machine shit. shit. Dude, that's, that's like fucking tough. That's tight. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the, the thing is, like, you know, this thing could, like, ostensibly pull a bunch of weight, but it's so goddamn heavy, it is only 60 horsepower. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> it's like the crockpot of trucks. It's low but, and, but, low well, and slow. Here, here's the problem. It's, it's, it's 60 horsepower... And it had eight foot high wheels and weighed ten tons. Good God! So <laughs> why didn't why didn't that ever get popular and take off? Fuck, dude! Did because it get above you, five miles an hour. Because <laughs> because basically you drive it down the street, they couldn't actually go around corners in town, which was kind of problematic. And then it would often get like stuck in mud. You know. I mean, it's kind of the proto version of what they got in Australia. Those fucking uh, uh, what do you call them? The truck trains or whatever? Yeah, the road trains. Road yeah. trains. Yeah, except for those actually work. Yeah, totally. Well, I said, uh, I said proto. All right. Uh, like, uh, Observer reported on one engine, those who looked upon the somewhat cumbrous and uncouth monster with its complication of cylinders and pulleys and pipes and wheels pronounced it in advance an utter abortion. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's probably why I've I been called that many it. times. Yeah. Um, there, there was also a guy uh, that uh, tried to do, uh, you know, like, what, what's what's the downfall of your freight line is you having to, like, buy horses, train horses, feed horses, you know, do all the horse-related shit, right? Keep the natives from stealing the horses, all that shit. So there's a guy named, uh, 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 shit, uh, 
What name was shit? Yeah. No, uh, it's something Thomas. Uh, Walter shit. His, but his nickname was Windwagon Thomas. Now, why would you get a name called Windwagon, you might ask? Because you, you made a sailboat probably, with wheels? Yeah, yeah, tried to. You sure did. <laughs> <laughs> but, Damn. But, but the problem is... They had it all set up, and then uh, before they, you know, you had, the idea was you have the sail wagon is going to be pulling other wagons full of freight, but before they could hook it up, uh, let's <laughs> oh, see, no, I already know. A, a wind blew it like a child's <laughs> kite. <laughs> I already know what's happened. To splinter, to a splintery wreckage at the bottom of a ditch. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, well. all right, Steve, just hook <laughs> it up to the train here. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yep. So there was all those attempts at innovation. Um, of course, in uh, I'd say like 1911 is uh, about when they started getting uh, the first like automobiles, like Paul and Mail, and of course, uh, airplanes actually became a thing at the at the very end. There, as we we're talking about, you know, Pachavia, they had airplanes and stuff. And pretty much as soon as they had powered flight, they were starting to use planes yep. for delivery. And that was like the most dangerous job because those guys would just crash all the all the time. And they oh, still yeah. have like stuff out in the desert in in Arizona, like the little markers that they would have to follow. If they <laughs> didn't have any landmarks, they would put down little little concrete or, or paint something on the side of the road to Whoa. know their direction and stuff. That you have to lean like ninety percent of your body out of the cockpit to even see while mm-hmm. you're tooling along. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck those old planes. Probably didn't have like horizon, like uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, fake horizons or like uh, uh, oh, none of com- compasses or anything. You're just like where the I fuck might have might have might have had a compass or at least you'd have one in your hand. Yeah. You know that you're sitting in a metal thing. Yeah. Compasses are known for working super great when they got a bunch of metal around them. Oh, that's you weird. Know? It doesn't seem like it would. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> I was also going to uh, go off and say, like, not in this time period, but the Revolutionary War period after, you know, Ben Franklin and all that shit. Like, the mail was the most important part of, you know, establishing roads, too, and getting, you know, periodicals out, getting newspapers, and they made it cheap to do that. Mm-hmm. In fact, they, they were there literacy. They were free for a while. Yeah. Increase the literacy and kind of made, democratize it, too, so not just the ruling class could have an opinion on stuff now everybody has an opinion and now it's really fucked up but still right regardless of what you think of the usps now they they did do some good things at some point right and i guess and i guess kind of where we're going with the idea that we talk a little bit about the mail and stuff this week is this that push to like oh get rid of the usps it's outdated and oh it costs money and all this shit well first of all it's never meant to like well it didn't start out meant to make a profit. It was meant to just be a, a good, you know, and then uh, over the years, laws have been written where now it is mandated to make a profit and that kind of shit. Well, we but can't make just... a profit more than three years in a row. Right. <laughs> so they had to cook the, we never had to worry about that, but they always had to cook the books. And of course, it was during George W.'s term that they stole all our retirement fund and all that shit. So well, yeah, was it, was it under his watch where they they uh, mandated that like it, uh, everyone that works for the postal service has to have their uh, pension paid for? I think that was mm-hmm. already. Hap- I thought. Well, I found that was already written in like the Nixon administration, but then they fucking Enforced like weaponized it. it. Yeah. yeah. Which it's but, like, uh, okay, like, well, how the fuck are we supposed to, like, turn a profit, quote-unquote, even though it's a fucking service like the library system or, you know, yeah. water sewage, like, 
fucking in- infrastructure. Well, and, and of course, the answer of all these blood-sucking fucking vampire, like, super capitalists is, well, you can just get it done with, like, UPS and FedEx. FedEx and UPS don't go everywhere that the Postal Service goes. Nope. The rates are prohibitively high. Uh, you're not going to use them for doing shit like your mail-in ballot kind of stuff. You're just not fucking going to. You know, yeah. Unless well, they, you know, this is this is a step in the the race to privatize everything in the United States yeah. to make it a profit. So, privatize schools. So you're not putting forth like you're not. It's not just a service to teach kids how to fucking read and and write and count. Uh, now it's like profits are your main goal. So well, you and then all and also like these charter schools where they have the the weird like oh we don't teach any actual science we teach like. Bullshit about yeah. you know yeah Adam, like ca- Adam caveman, cavemen riding dinosaurs you know, with Adam and Eve right. running around right yeah and then like you know fucking probably if this continues they're gonna want to get rid of libraries which I don't know if anybody out there has a kid library is your fucking best friend absolutely yep. I fucking miss having that right now I can't wait till they reopen but mm-hmm. like shit like that like it advances society just like the postal service did. Yep. Well, and then, like, you know, it may sound like, you know, as much as uh, conspiracy theories are abound today, and as much as I fucking, they make me want to hit people in the head with a fucking crowbar whenever I hear one, you know, okay, not all conspiracies are like crazy lizard people shit, but it's just the fact that if you take away the ability to cheaply send information, you take away the ability to cheaply learn new information, which to some extent the internet has uh, filled in that gap. But like you know, um, you know, libraries are important. Like uh, just the ability to read well and comprehend what you're reading and stuff like that. If you don't have that, you're a fucking moron. Yeah. And you're e- and you're easily controlled and you're easily told a bunch of bullshit, and then just eat that up with a spoon. And then you kind of have what we're sitting here living through today. Uh, uh, by 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 making these things publicly available, you're democratizing education. You're democratizing. The free flow of ideas, which once again, I know the internet kind of does that, but as we kind of say too, maybe it's maybe it moves a little too fast, and somebody needs to maybe fact check some shit every once in a while. Definitely, mm-hmm. but um, like this podcast, yeah, yeah. hey, we try to do it ourselves. <laughs> try to, you know, maybe I'll start a t- Twitter account so people can scream at us. Uh, oh God, daily. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? We, we should we should be open and transparent. But uh, and, also on the on the privatize everything front, uh, fucking private prisons are a fucking abomination. Oh yeah. Like when you, oh, yeah. when you when you privatize a prison, you're not trying to rehabilitate anyone or keep scary people, uh, dangerous people off the streets. You're trying to make money. That is it. That's all you're trying to yeah, do. Yeah. And how do you do that? You lock up as many motherfuckers as you possibly can. Well, and the thing is, it's supposed to be Department of Corrections. What are we trying to correct? We're trying to correct, like, shitty behavior in hopes that someday when you rejoin society, you won't be a recidivist. Yeah. Now, when you're when you're in this fucking bullshit where they have no interest in rehabilitating anybody and they have no interest in making their life not a living hell because it costs a little extra money to you know, not even do that. more it, than the bare they, minimums. They, they make more money if you're incarcerated, so they yeah. want to keep you incarcerated. They want to and, keep you incarcerated. They want to keep you coming back, even even if you do manage to get out. They want you to come back. Absolutely, and they'll give you a job for slave wages too. So yeah, oh yeah. So I guess the overarching thing, and uh, it's a theme that we have a lot here, is uh, go go fucking vote, please, please. And, uh, 
let's protect some of these institutions that kind of make, I don't know, us have, like, a functioning society instead of a bunch of, like, we're all pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. Fuck you. I'm going to, I don't need to wear my mask. Yeah, gonna... why, is, why is it fucking assholes that started out on third base? Uh, that are always like, you need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Like, dude, you fucking, your family was like rich as shit when you were born, man. Because they're, because they're full of shit. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, well, and the other people, and the other, there's the other group that also worship those kind of people. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's right. Even though they're getting fucked in the ass by these same people. Totally. The best advice is on uh, Charles Bukowski's grave. And it says, don't try. Okay. <laughs> I thought there was more to that. I thought you were going to say just do or something. Nope. It says don't try and then there's a Nike swoosh and it says just do it. <laughs> well, pretty soon your grave marker will be, you know, advertised on by somebody, so Oh totally, yeah. yeah. I think well, I think I'm gonna get pepperoni and cheese to, uh put on my gravestone though for sure. Or my tombstone. Really? Oh, 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 oh. Arr, 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 arr. <laughs> oh, 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 don't worry. By the time, by, by the time you're old enough to be needing your corpse to be processed, it'll be stolen green time. So you'll you'll totally. become you'll become property of Hormel Incorporated and probably have <laughs> some Chipotle flavor added to your you know mechanically macerated totally. body and you know. Yeah, I always wanted to be made into a manwich. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, sloppy Joe, sloppy, sloppy, sloppy Will. I just, yeah, I'd rather like, like kind of like crow's cage or something where like it's in your will where you have to like be hung like visibly from something until you're completely like eaten by scavengers. <laughs> just scare the neighbors, like you know. Yeah, I own this property. I'm gonna will it to my kids or whatever. And uh, instead of being interred, I'd like to be hung from an iron cage from the biggest. You know, cottonwood tree oh, on yeah. the property. Oh, yeah, Mad Mardigan style. With, like, my rifle in my hands across my knees and, you know. <laughs> and then uh, you can take me down once, like, like 70% of the bones have been carried away by birds or something like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell, yeah. For kids, you know. It's for, <laughs> you know, for kids. Yeah. You, gotta, you know, every, every neighborhood you used to have, that, like, that spooky house up on the hill where... Oh, uh, oh yeah. somebody got possessed by the devil and yeah. committed suicide. Or That's the witch, the witch. Up there. That's the witch's house. Yeah, I want to provide that for ongoing for, you know, future. You know, it's hard, it's hard to have, like, a haunted apartment building that really has that <laughs> kind of, that gravitas, you know. That's why I put a Slayer flag on my house, because yeah, the shittiest house in the nicest neighborhood, so. Um, <laughs> your, lawn, your, your lawn needs some fucking help for sure. Well, that, yeah, that's why I keep it that way. You got that fucking punchy pit like right outside your fucking door that I keep twisting my ankle in every time I come over. <laughs> Keeps the Jehovah's I mean, Witnesses I, away. I suppose if I walked on the sidewalk like you're supposed to, it wouldn't happen, but whatever. <laughs> All right, anybody got anything else to add? Nope. I like turtles. No. I All like right. turtles. All right, well, and, uh, yeah, uh, Tony will be celebrating his birthday tomorrow, which Ooh. won't matter. Won't matter for everybody because it's going to come out long after that. But yep. <laughs> happy birthday, Tony. I could still send him a birthday present, though. Yeah. Yeah, while the, while the mail service is around, please send me a birthday present. Mm -hmm. There you go. All right. So if there's nothing more, let's go out in that hail of gunfire. Oh, yeah, Bang. we should do a hail of gunfire this time.